mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello there. This is Aaron. Each week, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre. So, Which is this? This is horror. I thought it was sci-fi as well, but it's not really sci-fi. It's kind of false. Is it a guilty pleasure or a forgotten classic? Oh, I think it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, this week, we'll be discussing the classic, The Blob, starring Kevin Dillon and others. And all <laughs> the rest. A bunch of people who vaguely look like other actors again. Well, or perhaps related to other actors. They're exactly. This is the lesser Dylan. Evidently, Matt Dylan was unavailable. Very sad. That, that's a pity. <laughs> but in the end, it was probably what's best for him. I love that we have all these actor families, and there, there's always the less, the lesser one. Well, I mean, I'll there's, say this: there's the lesser scars guards. Yes, there is. Well, there's the the lesser Opie, l- lesser Quades, right? Lesser Quades, lesser Howards. In our relationship, who's the lesser? I'll leave that up to our audience. Vote on Twitter. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, here here's the, the the cold hard reality. There's the lesser in the sense of physical attractiveness, and then there's lesser in terms of like overall impact. I mean, Kevin Dillon, say what you want. By the early two thousands, he was on Entourage and doing fine. So. What? Oh, I never watched Entourage. It looked super douchey. He was. It was, but he was Johnny Drama, playing. It was funny as he played the less successful brother of a more famous actor on that show. So there you go. Good time. Did you Did you ever watch a Chappelle show? Of course. With uh, what's his name's brother? Oh, a Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Story. Oh my God. I'm so sad that he is no longer with us because I oh, yeah. know there's a whole book of, of true Hollywood stories that could have been written. Oh, no question. Well, what's funny is those were all true stories. Those were literally true stories. That's the best. Right. Dorties could never come up with stories as good as those. It's a sad situation. Truly sad. Why aren't we hanging out with Super Freak? He's still kicking it. Rick I James. I guess it's up to me. Rick James is available. So we could definitely. Oh. Um, one of these years, it'll be Thanksgiving, and I'm going to say I'm rolling in with a surprise guest. You don't know if it's the former uh, editor and writer for Breitbart, or if oh, God. it's, <laughs> or if it's going to be Super Freak himself in full leather in time for Thanksgiving. You don't know. It'll be a surprise. Well, basically, what's going to have to happen is every time you say you have a special guest, I'll have to respond with, give it to me, girl. Give it to me. Give me that punk. That oh, say what? <laughs> and then one. And then when it's a head writer for Breitbart, then I'll be disappointed. So who's to say? 
Ah, <laughs> oh, Breitbart. Anyway, moving on with we our life. Meet my new boyfriend, Tucker Carlson. Womp, womp, womp. Off a cradle. Whoop, whoop. Give us your, give us your 30 second synopsis of the blob for God's sakes. Oh, teenage angst, some kind of slime and, uh, I guess you freeze it. All you really have to know is it's not as good as the original. That's what you really have to know. When was the last time you saw the original blob? All I can tell you is this was so shitty that I don't even need to see the original Blob, even though it's been, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, 90 years. I don't know. But this was pretty shite. You are. no stuff. This was not the stuff. I'll tell you that. I, I, I will stipulate that this is not the stuff. But this movie is quite entertaining. I don't know what, what grass you're smoking. Hippie. You know, I try to be lenient with your, because uh, you're so much younger than me, as you like That's to true. Say. That is true. So your palate is not as refined as, <laughs> is your, what it is? Elder, as your elder sister. <laughs> Interesting. So I try to cut you some slack, but now I'm starting to think, I don't know, were you premature? Did mom <laughs> drop you down the stairs? Because I'm not sure what's happening now. So you, okay. So so we're clear. Going into this, you think this was a poor film. Is that what I'm understanding? I, I am trying. It is worse than the weird uh, autoerotic uh, homosexual vampire thriller with Marcy from Married with Children. It's worse than that. Are you talking about Fright Night? The yeah. another damn classic. Okay, I, so no, I get it. Okay, than that. How about that? Agree. I would agree, but I think the Fright Night is dynamite. So I don't know what you're talking about. Put down the crack pipe. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> so safe to say you've never seen this movie before. Never in my life. Never knew it existed. Never even knew it existed. I caramba. Sweet Jesus. Yes, I I didn't see this in the theater. This was another late night sleepover special. Uh, but I remember it being in the theaters. And I remember when Kevin Dillon makes his appearance with his crazy wig. <laughs> that made <laughs> Who the, it looks like a wig. If it's if it's his real hair, that's that's a, a bigger problem we need to talk about. But when he appeared, I was immediately like, "What? What in the hell am I sitting in and watching?" This is twelve year old me, shocked and horrified. So good times. I I don't think I've seen it in the last twenty five years at least. So this was it was like seeing it fresh and new. So good times. Shall I, we? I mean, I I, I don't. It's more, less of a blob and more like the slime you would get as a kid. Oh, I don't know. It looks very uh, somewhere between like an amoeba and some kind of protoplasm or like your your stomach flopping around is what it kind of looked like to me. Like kind of have like kind of an intestine quality to it as well. Just go through some changes the bigger it gets. It does indeed. Shall we just jump right in, for goodness let's, sake? Let's just, go. let's just go. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, Let's see. What I can't read my writing. 
One side meteorite. of the bridge. Oh, okay. Yes, a meteorite crashes into the field or into the woods. Into the woods just outside of this small town, which it's weird because it's like it seems to be like they're getting ready for ski season or something. Like they have to justify, ooh, we're going to have a big skiing going on here. But it doesn't seem like it's a place where skiing would be a place. No, there's all this snow sales. I don't get it. At first I thought, well, maybe this is the after because it, you kept seeing these signs on all the stores, but you, there were no people around. Well, and I'm not I'm not that familiar with the geography of our great nation, but everybody had half people had southern accents and wore cowboy hats. So were there a lot of snowy areas? Do, yeah, they probably had something to do that was filmed in Louisiana. Right. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's important that there was like a possibility of snow at some point because that becomes a plot point later in the movie. But it just seems like cowboy hats southern accents snow i guess there are higher elevation areas in like southern states is that a possibility i don't know i mean i suppose <laughs> it gets cold and cold down there but do they ski in louisiana well because and they don't really show us like the slopes you know what i mean it's not like oh here are these oh, like no right right <laughs> so that's 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 an issue um we meet, okay, there's a football game going on at the school, everything, you I know, mean, go ahead. One question, later on we see a snowblower, like you would, like if you had a budgety uh, ski resort, like if I built a ski resort in my backyard, because that's how small this this ice uh, snowmaker was. Right. Uh, I mean, did they put all these signs in the window to explain why this appears at the end? I th yes. They, well, they were talking like literally in the uh, the auto mechanics garage. He's like, I'm fixing, uh, you know, three snowmobiles and a blaze blaws, you know. So they were establishing that at some point this will be a snowy climb. You know what I mean? Like and this is like like little Aspen or something like this is a place where people come to go skiing. So as one does in the bayou. So my question, <laughs> it, well, later on, we see the Lester Dillon with a, a snow plow also. Well, it was a snow plow slash snow blower. So it was like, it was, um, I guess if, if people want to, yes. So it's like, if people want to come skiing, but it's a warmer day, they can still kind of generate snow and kind of blow it onto the mountain. I, I guess. Right. I mean, here where it never snows, you can pay some jackass to come over and blow snow all over your house. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. See, we learn things. <laughs> we learn things. Educational. Maybe we need to become a nonprofit and get that ORG. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. It's an educational podcast. So, okay, so we meet, like, the football, like, the wide receiver and the linebacker of the football team, their buddies, and then there's the cheerleader chick that we meet, and she's very nice, and then there's the guy from the, the wrong side of the tracks. He With has a pirate shirt. That's yeah. how you know he's bad when he dresses like a pirate. It was like right out of Seinfeld. It was the puffy shirt. It was a puffy shirt. We had a leather jacket on. That this We're talking about Kevin Dillon now with a long, old, crazy black mane of hair. Where I'm just like, it just looked 
ridiculous. It, it looked like Mike Myers from a Wayne's World party on excellent. It absolutely did. It looked nuts. It looked <laughs> nuts. And they established that he's trying to jump like the creek, like over a broken bridge or something. Did you see that? Where we just like, what in the hell is happening? It's an important callback, though, because later he has to jump it. And of course, he's successful later in the movie. So that's good to know. And we're not really sure why uh, Emil from RoboCop hates him so much. Because he's the kid from the bad side of the tracks. So you're right. There's the sheriff who's kind of an even-tempered guy. He wears his cowboy hat. But the deputy, Briggs, I remember his name, Briggs, uh, who's also a meal from RoboCop, is kind of a loose cannon a little bit. He, You know, at one point they arrest Kevin Dillon uh, for a crime he obviously could not have committed. And they're like, (laughs) the crime was like your mom's a crackhead and your dad's dead. So you have no right to exist. That's correct. Well, later in the movie, after uh, uh, the spoiler alert, the wide receiver, who you think is the hero of the movie, gets brutally (laughs) smushed by the blob. And the crazy old forest hobo is also half melted. Uh, They arrest Kevin Dillon because he's there, basically. It's promising young woman all over again. It's a sad situation. but it, So they've got him in cuffs in the police station, and Briggs is like about to beat him up, and Kevin Dillon leans forward and licks him. I know. I was like, I think I wrote that down. I was like, what the hell? No. <laughs> That's how That's, you do it. He's, he's licking his white privilege right there. Oh, <laughs> oh, very sad. Very sad indeed. Anyway, so... we. A meteorite crashes in the forest. There's an old crazy hobo who literally lives like, you know, this is like road warrior or something. He's got like a shack in the woods or something built out of trash. Uh, <laughs> from old cans he's collected. It, it was absolutely boxcar Willie. He finds the meteorite and there's the blo- a little blob swimming around inside the meteorite. And he pokes it with a stick and kind of raises it up like, ooh, what's going on? And of course, the blob kind of like dribbles down the stick. And when he tries to lower the stick, the blob keeps going up and gets on his hand. Ball game. That's why you don't mess with blobs from outer space. Again, like Piranha, you could have dropped the stick. Absolutely. I guess he didn't, they didn't know at the time that the blob was like sentient. He just thought it was just some schmutz. Yeah. I guess. it starts coming at you. Drop the stick. Drop the GD stick. And then we don't have these problems. But I started getting flashes of the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, the old Stephen King. Oh, absolutely. This is all, it all comes back together. It's always a meteorite. But of course, the grand reveal later in the movie, because I literally wrote this down. Later, the, the government shows up wearing biohazard suits from outer space. And I'm like, how in the hell did they get there that quickly? It's the same night. Um, but then that's the reveal that the, the meteorite was actually some sort of satellite that the evil U S government sent up to outer space to do an experiment on amoebas or something. What, what in the hell is happening? First of all, when you saw it, it was clearly the death star. So then if the death star is that small, that means star Wars could actually be taking place on our earth right now because they would be so small 
that we wouldn't even, they're smaller than ants. That is correct. I think we can all agree on that. I think we can agree with that. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me write that down. Did you notice that? It was it was a round metal shape. It even had the small eye like. It did not have. I swear to you, the bottom half, Kevin, was the Death Star. Go back and look. I'm gonna have to go back and watch just to to verify this, ladies and gentlemen. It was the only thing in this movie that caught my full attention. I was like, what? Okay, that's because your soul is black and dead. I think we can all agree on that. He licked a meal, so it's not completely dead. He licked a meal. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we meet the the captain of the football team. He's, go, he's meeting up to go out with the captain of the cheerleaders, I guess. And we're supposed to think he's the, the star. He's the lead of this movie. He's a handsome, strapping individual. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's literally dead 15 minutes into this movie. Boom. The blob drops on him and you hear him screaming. You can't scream with the blob on you. How's that work? You're in the blob. A hundred percent. Very upsetting. And it was a gross scene. She, so what's her name? The, the cheerleader. I, I could write down names of characters. I just don't for some reason. Cause oh, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. It was a full rape, rape will do. So he got his just desserts. No, he wasn't the... Well, the other guy was the, the rape... Okay, we got to talk about that scene. Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was the scene you were talking about. Sorry. No, 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 no. So, okay. The two football players that we meet, there's the nice, wholesome guy and his douchebag buddy. And they both have plans for the night with lovely ladies. And the douchebag buddy's like, we got to hit the pharmacy. I got to get some jimmies. All right. Okay. That, that was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah. He goes up. His buddy's like, will you hurry up? I got, I don't want to be late for, you know, my date. And the guy's like, okay, give me a second. Runs up to the pharmacist and is like, hey, I need some, give me a pack of large condoms, blah, blah, blah. And, and some small malls, uh, some <laughs> 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 He, yes, he did that. And then he said, I give you some banaka while you're at it. Um, and the pharmacy gives him the side eye. And he's like, fine. He has to go back, I guess, what, to the vault to get the condoms? Is this how it works? They are just right there. Uh, and while he's waiting, the the reverend, the priest, rolls up and says, oh, how are you doing today, Billy? What are your plans? And then the pharmacist comes up. He's like, here are your condoms. And he's like, ah, ah. Actually, they're not for me. They're for my buddy over there. Throws the buddy under the bus. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, he's got a, a date with, with some naive lady tonight, and he's planning on going all the way, and I insisted that he at least practice safe sex, Father. And have fresh breath. Because you know, he's... <laughs> the other thing is that the pharmacist said, like, do you want, <laughs> do you want regular or ribbed? And the guy's like, uh, ribbed? <laughs> Rip sounds good. So that was that was a great scene where the guy's looking at the buddy with the pharmacist and and the priest and the buddy the uh, the the wholesome buddy's like, will you hurry up? It's like, see, he, he's in a hurry. He's he's desperate to get down there, and take advantage of this poor girl, father. I don't know what to say. That was a, that was a great scene. And of course, the the grand reveal is. The wholesome guy goes to pick up his date. And she's like, oh, I'd like you to meet my father. And he's the pharmacist. He 
looks at him just goes, ribbed. The town has like five people in it. You know who everybody's parents are. That's what's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. And keep in mind that the the priest is affiliated with the high school or something. He was at the football game. So when he's throwing his buddy under the bus, he's really throwing him under the bus. <laughs> I mean, poor Father O'Reilly or whatever his name is, is going to come knock on uh, his homeroom class and have a, a few words with him. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. That was a dynamite moment. I'm sorry. Um, but you're right. They be the best one in the whole show. They both uh, bite the dust. Uh, one of them, like we said, you know, they go for a drive, the wholesome one with the, the girlfriend, and they they find, they bump into the crazy old hobo and Kevin Dillon, whose name is Flag, which I remember for some bizarre reason. Red Flag. Um, and they, they, he's got the blob on his hand. They rush him off. They, you know, Wait, so, no, no, no. I think you're go for it. A, a stellar moment there, my go friend. Go for it. Jump in. He, he comes up with his slime covered hand and an axe where he just walks up to him and he's trying to chop at his own hand. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so dis- it's ridiculous and disgusting. Well, yes. Okay. So Kevin Dillon's working on his bike in the middle of the forest in the middle of the night. And as one does, and the crazy hobo appears behind him in the firelight, raising the hatchet like he's Jason or somebody. And then he chops, tries to chop his own hand off. Chop. And then you see the blob just move up his wrist and cover up the chop. So it's like screaming. And and I love the fact that he has to shove his blob covered arm right into the faces of everyone. So he he has the hatchet. He's doing it right in their face. I was like, what the hell? Absolutely. (laughs) At least if you got a hatchet, what is that chop chop? Chop, chop. Well, and the other thing is, I think this establishes that uh, crazy biker from the wrong side of the tracks flag is actually a good dude. Because no. when the hobo runs off into the woods, flag follows him like, hey, you need some help, pal? I'd have been like, sayonara. I hope it all works out. I, I want to remind you that there's a point and yet another bre- bread truck in our, our sea of, of similarities between this and RoboCop. I want to remind you that he literally leaves the chick in the bread truck and jumps to save himself. That is true. (laughs) That's later. He has a change of heart. I think is what we're talking about. So yes, all that is true. Uh, But so they all go and take blob hand Joe to the, to the, to the hospital, I guess, where there's one doctor on duty and they're like, oh, just have a seat in the waiting room. The doctor will get to you when he gets to you with a blob on your hand. And they cut to the doctor who's just having like kind of a, a consultation on elective surgery. It's like, really? You kept this weight? It's the emergency room where there is but one doctor and one nurse. That is correct. Well, it's a small town. Small town. You can talk to that lady about lancing her bunions a little bit later. Okay, there's a dude in here with a melting hand (laughs) screaming. I mean, you don't just close the door. By the way, did you recognize the doctor? No. (sighs) Blank it out. Tell me. Tell me. Was it Burt Reynolds? It was Burt Reynolds. Isn't that crazy? No. Uh, David Lynch, veteran. (laughs) 
Well, who's what? the actor? Oh, who's I the thought actor? he said it was David Lynch. No, it was a David Lynch veteran from a lot of his, like all of his Kyle movies McLaughlin. and TV shows. Kyle McLaughlin. First of all, it's not Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> from the McLaughlin Report? From the, from the <laughs> McLaughlin Group. Exactly. It, uh, his name is Jack Nance. Oh, from a, a uh, head. Wait, he's a racer head. He's a he's a racer head. Yes. Oh, that's gonna be on our list too. We we haven't really. Done we are it not doing a racer head, but that shows me you're not a true racer head fan. That you looked right at the doctor's face, who's also on like Twin Peaks. He's been in like every David Lynch movie, and yes, you know what I've is your problem? Racer head like five times. List this week, and, and and still have no idea what the hell is going on, and yet you want to do it on this show. No thanks. <laughs> this would be a lot to talk about. <laughs> You're telling me, um, sweet Jesus. So yes, the blob obviously finishes off crazy old hobo, and when uh, the conscientious football player is calling the cops to describe the melty hobo. Then the blob drops down on him from up above. And there's that gross scene where the where the cheerleader runs in and sees her boyfriend or first, I guess it's her first date uh, getting like melted. His his like arm is sticking, reaching out for her. She pulls on the arm and then it just, just pops right off like, like a chicken wing. The best one, Very the hard. hobo looked like when you put queso in the microwave a little too long. It absolutely looked like that. <laughs> Very upsetting. I appreciate the blob, even though being right there next to her, she promptly passes out or, you know, has the vapors. The blob does not just eat her because she's laying there. Instead, just bails. That was nice of the blob. It's like peace in the Middle East. <laughs> right! I guess it was full. I just, I just had a big meal, you know? Why waste the food? I guess I, who in the hell knows what's going on? Makes no damn sense, is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Meanwhile, the other buddy, the other football player, has set up his straight up date rape, like car date rape mobile, if you will. It's like he rolled uh, out of Porky's and landed in this movie. Uh, absolutely. Well, he's got they're already half in the bag because he said he was making her cherry coolers or something. And he lifted the trunk and it was full of just open bottles, full of open bottles. There's like, there's like a, a little uh, blender that he was using. He's like mixing different boozes. There was just loose strawberries in the back of the trunk. I thought that it was, was funny. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's like uh, true blood. I think uh, maybe the drinking rules are different in the South. Cause that would be frowned upon with the open containers rolling around. Plus, you know, Underage people getting dosed, so. Yeah. Getting dosed. Getting dosed. And he had given her a ring, like kind of a promise ring. And also in the trunk, there's literally a jar full of old crazy rings. <laughs> like he just does it. This is what he do. Honey, it's only you and me forever. Have another Jesus juice while we at it. Yeah. What does what your class ring say 1954? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> But so she passes out. We think she's passed out from the booze. It could be a case of passed out because the blob melted her secretly. And we she... don't know. It called up her hoo-ha and that's the last we saw. That's the last. Exactly. So he's trying to cop a feel from the unconscious woman and the blob 
squirts out and gets on him. And he's like, ah, Vicky, Vicky, no, really? You think this is a Vicky issue? Yeah. You think she's going to be like, oh, sorry, my bad? I don't think you were listening to her, now. <laughs> ah, there you go. Me too. <laughs> now you know what it's like. Very absurd. <laughs> That's what you get. Um, The cheerleader's little brother was off uh, to see the, the latest horror movie called The Garden Shed Massacre or something like that. Bullshit. It was some bullshit. But when they showed a clip from that movie, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was because it was they were like making out by the fire and they look over like, hmm, isn't it a little late to be trimming the hedges? And the guy looks up and he's wearing like a crazy hockey mask. He's like, hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> this is good stuff. What is your funny. problem? That was kind of funny. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um Let's see what else is going on in this movie. Not much else. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts and feelings you want to share while I look at my notes? Oh, literally. Uh, when when the government shows up, it looks like Close Encounters. I wrote down it's, yeah. it's the freaking Death Star. I wrote down <laughs> Emil from Fame, uh, Slime Paul, Burn Queso. Uh, how's he filling out all that damn paperwork, which I don't even know what that means anymore. Yes, I do know. I wrote that down too, because when they brought, when they brought crazy old hobo in with the slime hand, they gave him a bunch of paperwork to fill out. And Kevin Dillon is like starting to fill out. How do you know any of this information? It was paragraphs. I mean, they literally showed a section where it was handwritten paragraphs. How do you know this guy's medical history? I found this dude. He's your fault. Deuces. I've done my civic duty. Right. I I don't don't know whether he has asthma or not, but I do know he has a blob on his hand. Help him out. He's got the blob. I don't know if his granddaddy had the diabetes. I'm guessing he did because it's Louisiana. So there you go. Now, I want to establish, we don't know this is Louisiana, by the way. By the way, I Googled it. It is Louisiana? Yes. Oh, shit, there you go. There's a lot of good skiing in Louisiana. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, Uh, I Googled it because some of it looked kind of familiar, so I was like, oh, where is this? And then I'm like, nope, Louisiana. Now, there's a subplot of the, sh- the kindly sheriff having kind of a flirtation with the uh, the waitress at the local diner. And both uh, of those people look very familiar. Yes. Uh, the sheriff, this is a lot of, you know, information that we'll probably go into later. But the sheriff is Jeffrey DeMunn, who was more recently in, like, The Walking Dead. He's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Including, yeah. I- including the hitcher. He was the uh, the Texas Ranger who was, son, you don't want to pull that gun on me. Oh, See, he has that. All right? good. All good stuff. I, he, he was the kindly sheriff then as well. Uh, the waitress, her name is Candy Clark. And I, I was like, she looks so familiar to me. And then I kind of rolled through. I'm like, well, I mean, I've, I've seen this movie. And yes, I've seen that movie. But it wasn't like, oh, light bulb. Oh, so, I can think it was the the chick who got killed by Phil Spector. What was her name? You know, what was her name? 
But Candy Clark definitely sounds B-movie, that's for sure. No question. Um, Later, this is important, because when they go uh, into the diner later, and then, of course, there's the busboy, I guess. Uh, (laughs) The uh, the, uh, industrial sink is clogged up, sticks his hand in there. There's a blob in there. There's a blob in there and pulls him down. I don't know how this is possible. Pulls him through the drain. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out uh, either. I was like, what? You have a plumber. Why am I doing this? Why is the bus boy doing this? And why is there a hole big enough that you can go armpit deep into it? It wasn't big enough. It was it was standard length or width or whatever radius of a normal I'm not a mathematics person normal uh, drain but he was just getting popped and sucked in there so that that's really going to clog your sink I gotta say having a person crushed in there very upsetting Um, she was also in Twin Peaks she was oh yeah Uh, but so then they all run for their lives inside the, uh, the diner Flag and the cheerleader go into the walk-in freezer. And luckily, that's when they discover, oh, the blob doesn't like the cold. Because, I mean, Kevin Dillon was pulling out like a meat hook or something. What is a meat hook going to do? What are you going to do <laughs> against the blob? Space? I guess it is, isn't it? Well, I guess it depends. Are you in direct rays of the sun? Because in that case, it would be hot, right? Well, then, I don't know. But then how come when I climb a mountain and I should be technically closer to the sun, why is it then colder? Well, you're not that much closer, comparatively speaking. It may feel it may feel like you're a lot closer, but you're really not that much closer. So these are important scientific answers. I have many scientific answers. It's true. Like when you see the astronauts, like at the space station, they're usually in shorts. Yes. Coincidence? Deep. Deep, bro. Who's to say? Candy Clark jumps out the window um, and goes into a phone booth literally right outside the diner. And of course, (laughs) that was a bad move. Bad move. The blob drops down over the phone booth. See, this is the thing. We don't really have phone booths anymore. It's true. I mean, that's a bit of Americana just lost forever. Very upsetting. Sad. Um, she calls the sheriff. And they're like, oh, the sheriff's not here. He went to the diner to see you. And then his melty face appears oh, inside yeah, the blob. As a, that as was a the good sea moment. of slime drifts by the windows of the phone booth, you see his like distorted face stretching across like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, fantastic. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> and again, the phone booth, not watertight, not airtight. So eventually the blob gets in and just squishes her. Well, and Bye-bye, waitress. speaking of things that are not airtight, not watertight, none of their plans to deal with the, the blob were airtight, watertight. None of it gave any goddamn sense. This is important. So later in the movie, the blob is roaming around inside the sewers. And the government's plan is like, well, we'll just destroy this exit from the sewer over here and destroy this exit over here. Like these, what are the, like these junctions, essentially. Except I literally wrote this down. The blob could flow up through any of like the storm drains, 
could flow up through any of the manholes because even those have little holes in them. It got down there. It went through a manhole, a closed manhole. This is all (laughs) not thought out. Not a good plan. Not a good plan, to say the least. Very upsetting. Ding dong daddy o. It was ding dong daddy o. No question. Um, uh, anything else we want to talk about? Nothing else to to say. We're dragging now. Well, I, I can't, it's hard. For, I'm like Aaron now. It's hard for me to read my own writing in my notes. That's why that I, hook I just, won't help. Uh, that's why I just gave <laughs> up writing notes. And now I just bebop and scat. Okay. The, the emergency exit of the movie theater. Because they're watching the movie and the blob squirts out through the projection booth. Right. It has like course. tentacles now. Right. So people are like running here and there. Uh, cheerleader grabs the uh, her little brother who's at the movies with his little friend, and they go through the emergency exit, which leads to just a dead dead end alley. So this was not <laughs> this would not get you you know uh, a good uh, review from you know the the safety board. You know what I mean? If you're just escaping, if it's a fire, God forbid, not even a blob, but a fire. It the exit takes you to a dead end alley. Well, that's why okay. she had to use his little jackass friend as bait. So <laughs> that was there was a sad moment where it was like they're trying to escape in the sewers, and her brother's like twelve year old friend eaten by the blob. That's what you get. Really? Lesson learned, children. You were told not to go see it. You pulled shenanigans. One of you was going to have to die. Absolutely. If you there were a lot of home. There were a lot of scenes of people like throwing grenades or bombs at the blob, which you think would blow it up, but would send chunks of blob everywhere. Right. Ah! We saw a movie like that. Wasn't that the killer clowns from outer space? When you chop them up, it just makes more. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, the blob is basically like acid, right? So even like a little blob, it's bad. You don't want that chunks of blob juice flying everywhere in the middle of town. Well, that's my ah! whole point at the end. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So they froze them and turned them into powder. So, how good a sweeping are you going to do as this stuff starts defrosting? Well, they okay. So that's the 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 climax of the thing is they crash the snowblower uh, that creates because okay they discovered we can use fire extinguishers on the blob to kind of discourage it to uh, a sense. I looked this up. Only certain kinds of fire uh, fire extinguishers actually have kind of a cold aspect to them. You know what I mean? Like they have to be carbon dioxide fire extinguishers. If it's just foam or something, that ain't going to do nothing. No. That just makes it mad. So anyway, they crash the snowblower into the blob and have an explosive, which sends the CO2 or the liquid nitrogen or whatever it was onto the blob. And it basically turns into Wait, like a, a bunch a of crystal. fire extinguisher? I thought it was a snowmaker. No, earlier they were spraying uh, fire extinguishers when they were trying to hide in the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were like spraying it with fire extinguishers. Yes. So, but later they crashed the snowblower, which also had kind of a similar 
CO2 liquid nitrogen thing going on there as well. It, I don't, it was nice when they this. were in there that they literally had half a dozen fire extinguishers. I know in my house, I have got like 24 in every room. Well, the cheerleader found one just laying in the street. <laughs> like, how did that happen? It's a miracle. It was Jesus. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> uh, and, and poor, poor uh, uh, Flashdance, not Flashdance, Fame gets like he's like inside the church like pushing up like a bookcase or something and the blob comes around him and grabs him around the waist and just snaps him in two pulls him right through pulls him right through that was pretty good bye-bye pal Um, and we didn't even talk about the crazy reverend who was at the pharmacy gets lit on fire and becomes a crazy religious zealot because he he rescued a little bit of the blob. So And they worship So now it. Right. Well I think he was saying like, you know, kind of a, a revelations kind of the evangelical situation where it's like the end of the world. We're just waiting for the sign to release the little blob I have in this jar. So it totally reminded me of uh if thine eye offends thee, pluck it out Remember that? Because he had an old rotten eyeball after the events of the movie. Very what, sad. What movie is that, brother? Uh, I don't know. We, did it, that? we did it for uh, B-Movie Club. You gotta give me more than that. Fuck. I did 250 episodes of the B-Movie Club. I think it was X, the man with the X-ray eyes. Oh, yes. With Ray Moland. Pluck, of course. Pluck it out. Pluck it out! Um, shall we do behind the scenes? I think it's time for that. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, We're a little there was right a part- on the action, I think, for this one. I mean, nah. I just couldn't read my GD writing is the problem. I think there's a lot of good stuff in this. Oh, here's uh, one thing. I, I wrote 80s please. pearls. I forgot that it was very cool to wear pearls in the 80s with your, your uh, muffy sweater. And your Peter Pan. That's collar. what people did. Oh, no question. It was the style. <laughs> uh, okay, behind the scenes. The partially dissolved but still alive soldier was performed by stuntman Noble Craig, who was a triple amputee who lost both legs, an arm, and an eye while serving in Vietnam. Do you think that was his real name? Yes. And let me tell you this Whoa. we have done another movie that starred Noble Craig. In that movie, as a triple amputee. Was it a leprechaun movie? Nope. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Don't tell me. Okay, here's the clue. S- <laughs> Was it in fact the movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Yes, that was him. Not funny. He was. He, he was the crazy snake man. From earlier in the at movie the in the carnival. That was crying yes. and gasping at them. Oh, bless his heart. That is true. Um, this movie was written by Frank Darabont, by the way. Who is that? He wrote and directed Shawshank Redemption. Man. He uh, he wrote and produced uh, and directed like the first season of Walking Dead. Nah, I guess. Shut your damn mouth. I guess I, I'll give you Walking Dead, but I was never... I mean, I read Shawshank. I read the Stephen King, but eh, that's all right. What have you done for me lately? I did like Shawshank is a goddamn classic. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm a girl. Um, 
Okay, so the director and Frank Darabont didn't have a lot of rules for the blob, but they agreed that the general concept of the creature is that it, it was an inside-out stomach, meaning the acid is burning, melting, and devouring almost everything it touches. Oh, I was thinking it was supposed to look like Menudo. I thought that's what you were saying, which could also burn you and... and... Do when you say things. Menudo, do you mean the music <laughs> no, group? No, I do not. <laughs> I was Very like, good. It, it don't look like tripe to me. <laughs> it was absolutely tripe. <laughs> uh, oh, there was a scene. So there's a scene where um, where Flag is getting away from the government agents in cars by jumping over uh, the broken <laughs> bridge and he gets away except for the fact, of course, there was a helicopter who was also following him, but somehow he loses the helicopter as well. Makes absolutely no sense. No, very upsetting. Little evil can evil in his pirate shirt. Very upsetting. Um, of the film's $19 million budget, 9 million of it went to visual effects. Oh dear. Shut your mouth. The blob looked very blobby. I will give you. I mean, by the time it was as big as the movie theater, I'm not sure it was much better than the 1950s version. But I will tell you, it looks much better than the thing. <laughs> you you just can't help yourself. <laughs> Any excuse to take a shot at the immortal classic, the thing. Very upsetting. Aye, aye, aye. We should probably Don't watch I... the original thing. Is it it's shittier than that? Well, there's no blobby type characters in the original thing from another world. He's just like a kind of a Frankenstein looking guy. Oh, okay. Roaming around. Yeah, but... I, st- I mean, it's still enjoyable. I've seen the original blob and I've seen the original thing and I find them both they're both entertaining. If you can take into mind, they're both made in like the mid fifties. So take, right. take that for what it's worth. Hey, I love body snatchers and that was the fifties. Yeah, but it's not heavy on the effects, right? It was just like every now and again, they throw up, pull out a big, like green <laughs> peapod and be like, Oh, this is the alien right here. No, but Don't you, look you at it. Sometimes come in and then you could see the body with some bubbling action going on around it. There was no bubbling. It was just, here's a dude with Vaseline on him. That's all they had to do. That was the most terrifying Vaseline. It was very upsetting. But sometimes Um, less is more. Oftentimes. Uh, Donovan Leitch, who played Paul, and Shawnee Smith, who played Mag, went to the senior prom together in reality, and then later starred in this movie as the the young dating couple. Uh, That's nice. Coincidence? Yes. Uh, This was released 30 years after the original version of The Blob, 1958. And had an estimated budget that is almost 80 times the original. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. The bit involving the teen who bought condoms at the pharmacy only discovered the girl's father was the pharmacist was based on a real event from the director's life. Oh, so the director was like the douchey guy? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Are you the date rapist? Is that what you're saying to the world right now? Womp, womp. Very upsetting. Uh, Chad McQueen, the son of Steve McQueen, was offered the part of Brian Flagg, but turned it down for two reasons. Lay it on me. Number one, he disliked the script. 
<laughs> so you understand that. And number two, he has a strict policy of never performing in any production based on or inspired by his father's work. Oh, so. interesting. Now, well, let me ask you this question. Yes. So what movies has he done that I might be familiar with? Chad McQueen, most famously to me, he was Dutch in Karate Kid. One of the asshole uh, Cobra Kai guys. Nah. I don't know. He's the one who fights Daniel LaRusso in um, the All Valley Karate Championship and says he's got like bleach blonde hair and says like, you're dead meat. Yeah, I he's the asshole. I'm not really. He was an asshole for that group. I don't think I saw Karate Kid. It was Ralph Macchio. Who the hell gives a shit? Uh, the audience can't see this. First, it's Shawshank. Who gives a damn? Next, it's Karate Kid. Must have must have missed that one. I, I, I think I, this might be our last episode. Familiar. I mean, I understand there's like some kind of Cobra Kai thing going on that that boys are interested in. But do you understand that? I, I don't know if you do. Uh, very I, upsetting. I didn't see it when it first came out, but most girls I knew of my age went to see it because they thought Ralph Macchio was sensitive and sweet and I couldn't give a womp womp. You don't have to, you know, be reading Tiger Beat magazine to appreciate Karate Kid. When Just Karate Kid mouth. came out, I would have been reading Tiger Beat magazine and he would not be on my list. If Maybe <sighs> if it was Sean Cassidy, I don't know. <laughs> Well, Sean Cassidy would have been a few years before this. So, okay. Maybe, maybe that's part of the problem, too. That is part of the problem. Uh, let's see. A lot of the blob slime juice <laughs> was made out of methicel, which is both an unbelievably slippery and a thickening ingredient for milkshakes. I honestly thought it looked like napalm. You know, it looked like sterno because it was that translucent pink kind of color. Sterno is napalm. But oh, I, is it really? I don't know if I knew that. Interesting. Uh, I guess the you director... don't want to cover your actors with uh, highly... With napalm? <laughs> <laughs> As a rule, no. Generally. Um, Wait, I need okay, to have the... a cigarette break. <laughs> and then it's a whole different movie. It would be a definitely a different film at that point. Uh, the director and the writer referred to Paul McCrane as that melty guy, referring <laughs> to his performance in uh, RoboCop. So, good times. <laughs> Very upsetting. Uh, oh, here it is. Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith both wore hair extensions at Chuck Russell, the director's insistence. I, I they I mean Shawnee Smith who played Meg the the cheerleader girl you couldn't really tell Kevin Dillon it was ridiculous it was ridiculous both of them looked bad it was ridiculous because they spent nine million on on the blob but got the wigs over at Thrifties during Halloween <sighs> very upsetting I think that's all we need to know about that should we talk about the cast let's we kind talk of been talking about, about him anyway yeah. So we talked about, okay, the director is Chuck Russell, who directed The Blob, The Mask, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. I'm sure I've seen that. I, I can't even remember what happened in that one. Uh, let's see. The writer, 
was Frank Darabont, three-time Oscar nominee. He wrote The Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, Walking Dead, The Mist. Uh, he just does see. Stephen King. He, he's the ghostwriter for St- Stephen King. Is that it? That's all he does. That's all he does. Let me see if there's anything else I can mention. Uh, that'll about do it. The Green Mile. You already said that. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's King, see. Talk about the- Stephen King. He's never written a screenplay, has he? Yes, he has. He wrote and directed the hit film Maximum Overdrive, based upon his short story Cars, starring Emilio Estevez, etc., etc. But that's so similar to that other movie where all the cars take over. There have been many movies about not, cars taking over. Not Christine, but wasn't there another movie? Maximum Overdrive is there's like this renegade trucker, but there's also another movie. No, Maximum Overdrive is not about a renegade trucker. <laughs> What's it's a, you were right the first time. Wasn't it one like semi no. though? That was the main thing. I mean, there was there was a like toy truck that had like a face on it. That it wasn't necessarily the main. Uh, car but it was definitely the most distinctive looking as soon as we're done with this i'm gonna go google movies about cars that drive themselves just to kill people let's see let's talk about the cast (laughs) kevin (laughs) dylan played brian flag you know him from poseidon the blob he was in platoon he was in the doors he's been in a bunch of stuff he He was johnny drama He played John Densmore. Does that mean anything to you? Is he a member of the Doors? Was he a member of the Doors? Could be. Uh, Let's see. Younger brother of Matt Dillon. Shawnee Smith played Meg Penny. You know her from The Blob. She was in like all the Saw movies. If you saw any of those things. Oh. Um. She was like in Armageddon. She's in a few other things. John uh, Densmore was the drummer for The Doors. There you go. Boom. He wore a crazy wig in that movie as well. And Uh, so now we have another connection to David Lynch, too, because Kyle McLaughlin was in The Doors. It all comes back. Kyle McLaughlin (laughs) played Ray Manzarek in The Doors. Kyle McLaughlin is flipping burgers at the gas station. I had a friend who ran into Ray Manzarek at the San Francisco airport, just like chilling at the bar. He sidled up. (laughs) Did did he say hello? Yes, he he got his autograph. He chit-chatted with him. There you go. Donovan Leitch, and I'm sure I'm messing up his last name, played Paul Taylor. He was famous for The Blob, Glory, Cutting Class, I Shot Andy Warhol. You remember these, don't you? Artsy Farty. Jeffrey DeMunn played Sheriff Sheriff Herb Geller. You know him from The Mist, The Green Mile, The Hitcher, The Blob, Walking Dead. He's been a ton of stuff. Candy Clark was the waitress, Fran Hewitt. I always appreciate when every character has a first and a last name. They're They're fully developed, then you know. That's correct. She was in American Graffiti. 
She was in The Man Who Fell to Earth. She was in Blue Thunder and she was in Zodiac. Did you ever see Zodiac? Yeah, I saw Zodiac. What did you think? It kind of... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I found it very unnerving. Maybe I'm confusing it with the Black Dahlia. Yeah, that might be something else. Uh, but the uh, man who uh, fell to Earth, that's the David Bowie piece, right? I believe that's correct, okay. yes. Well, hey, worked with Bowie. It's good enough for me. You can't go wrong. Uh, Paul McCrane played Deputy Bill Briggs. You know him from ER. He was on ER for like 11 years playing Robert Romano. He was also Emil Antonowski on RoboCop. He's on a show called All Rise right now as Jonas Lasky. Wow. God bless him. God bless him. That means people like him. God damn it. Um, You know him also from fame. As the sensitive, well, he's the one gay member of the show. Fame is that what it was? Like a girl that she thought she was kind of like dating him, but nothing was really happening. He, I think he was like the sensitive son of a famous actress. I'm I'm pulling this out of my ass, and and he's fine, <laughs> or like a wealthy family or something, and he's finally kind of like coming to terms uh, with his homosexuality. But really, fame is Fast Times at Ridgemont High only that everyone's at a performing arts college. I'd like to reiterate that he was the one gay student at a performing arts high school. Which It seems a little hard to believe. A little hard to believe. We both have experience with uh, high school and college theater. That is correct. Hmm. So, okay. Whatever. Willing suspension of disbelief. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about the rating, shall we? Yeah. What does Rex Reed say? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) The Blob uh, currently has 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience, 56%. Very upsetting. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can track down some top critics here. See if anybody who we're vaguely familiar with has an opinion on this bad boy. Good call. Uh, here we go. Peter Travers, uh, People Magazine. He's real. All we get is sullen Kevin Dillon subbing for Steve and a bigger, nastier lump that bloodies up its victims and stomach-churning close-ups. There was nothing stomach churning about this. It was so. It was stomach churning. I vomited in the theater. (laughs) It was so disturbing. I couldn't even contain myself. Very upsetting. So he—that's a big negative. That's as close as we get to a uh, top critic. I'm sorry to say. Uh, No Rex Reed, as per usual. So that's good. Uh, You don't really need Rex Reed when you have us. That's all you need, for goodness sake. (laughs) So what is your review? What is your rating of The Blob? I am going to give it two out of five blob in your ass. (laughs) And we're just going to call it a day. Blob in your ass. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to give it 3.5 
ribbed for her pleasure. Uh, I thought I think it's fun. No, the blob ribbed for her pleasure. No, that's right. There it is. Uh, it I I think it's a fun movie. It's not. It ain't Shakespeare. It has a couple genuine laugh out loud moments, in my opinion. Um, okay, I mean it's a blob. Okay, Kevin's wrong. There are a couple oh, of, of guffaws. There are a couple of moments where you're like, <laughs> and then slowly you pick up your phone. Shut see, your see mouth. What, what what Russia's up to today? Uh, what's on the Instagram? Oh, there's a blob. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Give in to your feelings, for goodness sake. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at TPodcast, TWDI. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? We are this week. We're on the Insta. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. New content daily from your Instagram. So check that out. Uh, you can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review all that good stuff. Aaron, are you on social media? I don't know what the story is. I am on the Twitski. I am the Cult of Aaron. I am on the Insta. I am the Cult of Aaron. I'm also on the Insta with uh, Don't Feed the Pigeon. I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Flickr. I'm on Artsy. I'm on First Dibs. I've recently downloaded the app for the Ticker Talker, but I do not have... True social. The Snapchat. I'm not on Parlay or Parlor. I'm not on whatever the the f that new Trump uh, button is. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Not yet. (sighs) Next week, we'll be discussing the science fiction classic. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Khan! starring Rick Rickman. <laughs> so check that out. It is on, if you have Paramount Plus, it is free. I do not have if you Paramount do not... Plus. Am I going to have to watch some bootleg version on like YouTube or v- Vimeo in 30 second increments? Yes, you will. <laughs> or you could spend three ninety nine on. Excuse me, five ninety nine if you want to go on Amazon. What? Uh, oh, here we go. Wait, hang on. Two ninety nine if you want to uh, watch uh, standard definition. So there you go. I thought perhaps there was some new con, like a Jonas brother plays con or something. Yeah, Madeline Con. As as Khan. I'd She's pay available. for that. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> Madeline Khan. The wrath of Madeline Khan. Two drink minimum. Boom. Where do I sign up? For God's sakes. Fantastic. So thank you very much and be well. Well okay. Be well.